0: digify Africa conversations
1: good afternoon and welcome 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 this is digify Africa's international women's day celebration we're having a live conversation with four phenomenal women today so I am quite excited uh, my name is Kakaza Zamohare and I am the COO at digify Africa um, what I love most about the work that we do here at Digify is that I am surrounded by a powerhouse of women, you know, and every day um, we challenge each other, we, we, we support each other, um, and it's, it's, it's a really amazing working experience, you know. So today in celebration of International Women's Day, we will be talking about the theme this year, which is to choose to challenge Um, And the belief really is that when we challenge the world, when we challenge perceptions about what it means to be a woman, particularly in the professional setting, as we will be discussing today, um, we make the world a better place, you know, and we are all responsible for the choices that we make in making the small changes in our world that eventually um, translate to, to to global changes. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, what it means to be a woman, how challenging it sometimes can be um, to, to, to do that, you know, um, and in the professional space. And I have three of my colleagues joining um, who are really the the driving force behind what we are able to do as a company in Kenya, South Africa and Nigeria. So I'm quite excited for today's conversation. I'm going to start at home and um, introduce you to one of our project managers here at Digify Africa, Ginele Malote, uh, and she is the project manager for a program that we run called Boost with Facebook. Ginele, please could you introduce yourself to everybody who's watching today. Let us know what International Women's Day means for you.
0: Sure, good afternoon. I hope everybody can hear me. Um, I am Ginelo Malote. Um, As I mentioned, I am the Boost with Facebook um, project manager here at Digify Africa. Um, I'm a Fierce Feminist, and really what this day means to me is community, like that is the quickest and shortest way to to, to put it all together, it's a community of women, it is just building that community that we all need, that structure of support that we all need um, in the workplace and at home, so that's exactly what today is all about to me. Fierce Feminist,
1: I love it. (laughs) Now let's uh, go and take a young trip to Kenya. We run one of our programs called Digify Pro um, and we have uh, Celestine Okpere um, who is the project manager for Digify um, Kenya. Welcome to the conversation, Celestine.
2: Um, Thank you very much, Kakaza. Uh, As Kakaza mentioned, I'm Celestine Okpere and I'm the Digify Pro Manager for Kenya. And uh, what this day means for me is a celebration for what women have achieved, um, especially in in this new decade that's been a game changer. So what what I look at is the highlights of what women have achieved and also the struggles that we keep on uh, struggling to achieve uh, in future. Thank you.
1: Welcome, welcome, Celestine. And lastly, we take a young trip over to uh, Nai- Nigeria. We have uh, Florence Olu Olu Mudimu. Please <laughs> <me>. do, please. Ooh, Florence. <laughs> welcome, welcome. Um, I do remember when I went to 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 Nigeria to see um, Digify Pro Nigeria. The one thing I was just like, this woman moves at the speed of lightning you do such amazing amazing work um with 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 uh, the cohort in nigeria and really excited to be unpacking this conversation with you today please can you introduce yourself um, and let us know what international women's day means for you hi
3: everyone good morning good afternoon wherever it is you're in the world and um my name is florence atsua olumodimo i'm excited to be a part of this amazing family uh that does phenomenal things. So what International Women's Day means to me is the day to really highlight what women are going through, a day to be able to support ourselves and be able to stand on each other's shoulders. But more importantly, technology is a field that, just like many other fields, we're not well represented. So being able to be part of the, the conversation, part of the people that are contributing their own little drops in that ocean excites me, so I'm, I'm so happy that I could be a part of this. And I look forward to really being able to, you know, challenging the
1: status quo. Awesome, thank you so much ladies for joining and to everyone who is viewing from our Digify Africa Facebook page, please do share this conversation um, with your your friends um, and ask them to to join in. You can also join in um, through the comment section if you've got any questions or any comments that you would like to um, add to the conversation, you are more than welcome to to do so. We're gonna jump straight into it, right? Um, And the theme for this year's International Women's Day is choose to challenge, you know, and it's really about um, challenging the stereotypical view of what it means to be a woman, you know, and in the lives that we live, in many ways, we are challenging um, that view, you know, and in some ways that are even quite personal, that maybe we as the world wouldn't wouldn't see. And I'm keen to to understand that level, you know, um, and I'm going to start with Kinele. Um, If you look at your life right now, in what ways would you say that you are are, are choosing to challenge, you know, the stereotypical view of what it means to be a woman in the professional space or even a woman in, 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 in family?
0: Um, I feel like by just waking up and bossing up, you know, um, in, in, how can I say this? Many, many years ago, I suppose, well, I mean, not, well, maybe not that many, but um, women in the workplace were never really given the opportunity to lead um, and me being a project manager, working with so many different um, people on a daily basis is really my challenge to the stereotype. Um, there's always been this idea that, you know, women are emotional da, 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 and all that stuff. Um, there's just always like a negative view of a woman. But the fact that I can come in through every single day, boss up, take my tasks, Make an amazing, um, makes su- su- amazing successes with the project that I lead. I feel like that's me challenging it, you know, on a on a uh, on a personal level, on a professional level, and even at home. So just by by that, like the fact that I can wake up and boss up, um, that is my contribution to the world to say, hey man, you better up. <laughs> <laughs> wake up, yeah. wake up and boss up.
1: Um, I think what I what I find very interesting, you know, um, and at times challenging is how to bring those elements of like being a woman that maybe we've been taught to believe are not really useful within the workplace, you know, so the emotions, you know, that we bring in, um, how to do that and how to not let that take away from the work that you're doing, you know, and in, 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 in my life, I'm so conscious of that, you know, so how to, how how to still remain feminine, you know, um, and still boss up, you know, and be able to show each and every day that those two things, they align perfectly.
0: I, I, that on its own, you know, at first, when I when I got into the working environment like a couple of, like 10 years ago or so, eight ten years ago, um, I was very mindful of my emotions, you know, because you always heard that you know when you get to a corporate, you need to be strict and you need to be like this. Um, but it's actually, I realized that when I care about my work, when I show my femininity in my work, that's when I actually did the best work, um, which is why I absolutely love working in Digify Africa because we get so emotionally attached to our projects, I think the ladies would agree, like the projects become something like your baby, you know, so you fight for it, you, you, wa- you want to watch it um, grow, you want to see it um, change people's lives and every win is your win and every loss is your loss. So um, that's the one thing I absolutely love about working at Future High Africa, that you can own something and you can actually throw your emotions into it um, and not feel like you're out of place at any moment, time. Actually leadership is a person that's got empathy, you know, it's one of the elements that you absolutely need, empathy. Um, you can't just, you know, be a stop, you know, gray, steel, cold person. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Celestine, for you in your life, what stereotypical um, view of being a woman are you, are you finding yourself challenging every day? Um,
2: I, I find myself challenging the stereotype of, as a career woman, you can't have it all. Uh, so work-life balance, it, the pressure is always put on the, on, the, on, the, on the caregiver, who's the woman in the house. So my own view is about careers. You as a career woman, how would you learn how to kind of like negotiate and just balance, be able to deliver at work as well as deliver in the home front? Um, so that is a stereotype that is very, very hard to kind of like pull away from. So we, we, we have to put in extra effort, um, extra, extra work in making ourselves valid uh, that we can as well deliver from a career point of view and deliver also from the home front. Um, so that's the, that's the daily challenge that I'm always uh, challenging on a daily basis because when you're, when you're a woman and you're, let's say you have a child, um, most of the time, the, if, if a child is not feeling well, whether it's the inoculation it's always the woman who has to take leave from the, from the workplace, um, even in a, family, in a family setup, especially if you don't have a, a man who understands that sometimes it takes two to, to tango. If I take a leave for a child who's unwell this time, please put in an effort and take, in, take a, a, a time off next time, So that there's a work-life balance so that at least your career is not as affected in terms of you lagging behind in your deliverables or putting family As a priority
1: which you should but it should be the two of you doing that Mm. this is this is so true and i think i mean so in south africa we went into a very hard lockdown where we all found ourselves working from home but schools were also closed so moms are having to be in zoom meetings and also um, do some homeschooling you know and i think this year or last year specifically i think that that became so so clear you know just the pressures that are put on that and I think what's really interesting and I find myself having to do it a lot is challenging your own self as well you know so um, w- having to take it all on because you are like you're raised knowing that the family and raising this child is your responsibility but you're quite okay. correct that we are we are challenging that you know and we're challenging our partners to, to, to step up as well you know so at times I guess we are challenging and unlearning um, yes. we're challenging ourselves you know. Yeah. Interesting, Florence. Over to you. Yeah, <clears throat> I connect with
3: everything each of the speakers has talked about from how our challenges at home as women and all. And for me, choosing to challenge and ch- uh, challenging the status quo goes into the the causes I decide to put my heart and my passion into. So for example, I've been, uh, I've actually done a TEDx women in Lagos, Nigeria in the past. I've uh, been a part of a lot of, I'm I'm very passionate about women developing, helping to develop women and youth. So it takes a conscientious effort to say, these are the things I'm gonna chase. And in my own little way, besides in my professional life, I'm gonna, if somebody, uh, it's doing something that's going to lift up women. I will be a part of that. Helping to create opportunities for women, for youth. And then when it comes to even the the, the the career part, when we're looking at, who we're bringing in maybe 20 people or 40 people into a program, and you know this can be life-changing, and we already say that women are not represented, it means saying, oh, if we are shortlisting, let us try, even if, it was 70% men that that, uh, actually applied and 30% women. How do we try to balance it that when you eventually uh, hire or or select the final people that women are represented, you know? And then of course, helping to also, the, the younger upcoming women, helping to build their confidence, helping to let them know that they can do anything, you know? Whether it is, don't let, babies or marriage or anything hinder you from wanting to be the best so mm-hmm. being uh making sure i'm a mentor and a coach in that um and in with that from that perspective or standpoint
1: has always been a, an important part of helping to lift other women up and that's that's so important and i think it speaks to the work that we do and the responsibility that we have Um, because of the positions that we are in. You know, if you have the ability to make sure that the programs that we run have um, a leaning towards women because we understand the gap that we are trying to to address, then it becomes your responsibility to make sure that we do everything in our power, right? To make sure that that happens, you know? And I think um, I'll start with you, Florence, um, for this next question, because it ties in quite nicely with what you've spoken about. We work within the tech space, and we know that the tech space is notoriously quite male-dominated, you know. Um, yeah. And my question to you is: What is the role women play when it comes to the tech space, and why is it so important to make sure that more and more young women are being exposed to tech um, as a as a as a career path? All right. So for me, I think this goes back to trying to catch them young. So
3: within our communities what are we doing what can we do as women to try and get into like high schools and be big sisters you know be be volunteer your time not just at the career level but also can we think of things that can get to uh, take us and our footprints into high schools into even elementary schools I, I haven't done anything with elementary schools personally but I start my journey from high schools so from high school level I do programs that Helps to get in there and get them thinking that they can be involved in tech. They can do this, you know. And then, of course, then involving yourself in university programs and then involving yourself after people are finished. They a lot of people would actually study. I, I I know a very close friend. We were in university together for uh, undergraduates, twenty uh, something years ago. She studied engineering, but the truth is, after NYSC, she never thought she should go into engineering. You know. And then in the end, she started as a teacher. So it's many years later, many years later, because you look around you, you're not really seeing a lot of women in those roles. So how do we create awareness and let people know that we can do this? You know, um, so you study engineering or you study uh, psychology, you can become a UX/UI designer. You know, you can. There's so many ways that we can do this, but let's try and even catch them young, particularly in the African continent. You know, the African continent this is even more important. So let, what can we be involved in to make sure that from when they're really young, we sow the seed of what they can achieve
1: tech-wise and career-wise. Mm. And Kineywe, for you, what would you say? I mean, why is it important that we do that work, that we get them young, that we introduce young women to, to, to the tech space?
0: Um, I think by us introducing them at a very young sp- uh, age, we can actually mitigate that idea of imposter syndrome, you know, because yeah. as a woman, when you walk into a place that is so male dominated, you walk in and the first thing you're just like, okay, but what makes me think that I can do this actual job? However, if we, we, we start to cultivate that confidence um, at the young age, elementary, high school and going up, by the time that they get into the workforce, they understand that what is it that they bring to the, that, that, that table that everybody speaks about, you know, like, what are you bringing to the table? And you're like, no, I'm bringing my expertise. And if there's one thing that I have learned personally from working with women um, across my journey of life is that women are excellent. We do excellent work, you know. But that just, girl there's just that, that understanding to say like, okay, you are doing excellent work, but they always like pull back and they feel that they are not You know, there's always just that, that element of non-confidence that, you know, and it breeds, um, yeah, it kind of like breeds from, you know, when you're a child and you're growing up, like, no, you can't be a fast child. No, you can't be a loud girl. You can't be this, you can't be that. No one is actually cultivating that, that, oh, okay, no, this person is loud because she's actually confident. Let's work on that. So coming into the tech space, it's saying like you can have the confidence to be excellent because you actually are you know, and they just need to believe it mm. hey
1: yeah. man
0: and that imposter syndrome is such a powerful
1: like barrier to so so many things you know um and there was um, a study I was reading just about like how much more for women you know it 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 affects us whereas like. Men are taught from a very young age to take up space, stand in, like, you know, just step into that room and, and own it, you know. So mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Um, Celestine? Um, I think for me, I, I'll speak probably from a, from a
2: COVID context because what we have realized uh, uh, after COVID was that most of the women, or if out of every three jobs that were lost, to uh, women jobs, women-owned jobs. And that was because more women were less inclined to actually be capable to adapt to remote working and remote working involves technology. So this is something that uh, I have been now very passionate about, Um, just spreading the word about upskilling yourself in all these short courses that are found in all these edtech platforms, especially when these courses are for free. Uh, all you have to invest in is time. So I deliberately take time to spread the word, especially when I see free courses. Like uh, last week I did a course on SEO that had a three day gap for for finishing and certification was there. Shared it in my groups and it's up to you to actually see this is an opportunity that I can jump on. And what I need is just to invest on data and the time that it will take me actually to study. And because I did it in a day, like I did it overnight, I told them that this is something that instead of going for my normal Furahi day, like how Kenyans have their happy on Friday night, this was my Furahi day for this weekend and I achieved the certification. So for me, edtech platforms have really shown a way in terms of upskilling and, and being able to continuously learn and be a lifelong learner. So just be open as a woman to be a lifelong learner so that you can be relevant um, with the use of technology, of course. Um, so that is a, a, a journey that I've I've deliberately taken to be sharing any resource that I've got, especially to nudging the women in my groups or in my circles to kind of like upskill themselves to the next level, because nobody is going to do it for you unless you take the, the reins in your hand. And technology has made it, the whole playing, the whole field a, 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 an equal playing field for all of
1: us. mm and it's quite interesting that you bring in, you know, the reality that um, COVID has 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 brought, you know, and in as much as people have been losing their their jobs, um, we're finding a, a an increase in entrepreneurs, you know, entrepreneurship as as a way to counter that, um, and the trend that's also being seen is that more women are taking that out. You know, and I guess the challenge is also just like you've got family to 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 support. You know, so um, I find that also quite quite interesting to see how women are having to 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 upskill and take on the the, the opportunities that are presented. Um, so I'm just going to jump on over to our Facebook comments. We've got um, we, we're we're getting some lovely love here, ladies. So That's really nice. Thank you so much to everybody who's tuned in, um, and for all of the comments. So Sisanda says, "I know it's International Women's Day, but it's also refreshing to see an all-female panel. May this be something we continue to see going forward. Representation is so important, especially in the tech in the tech space." and those dukes are on fleek. Yes. So Florence was asking us what a duke is, you know, and that's like, it's quite a South African word. Um, so yes, we've all got our head wraps, and we were talking about how we actually probably should have started with a young tutorial on uh, all the different styles, how you can wrap this this, this up. Um, but yeah, thank you so much to, to, to everyone in the comment section who has been wishing us a happy International Women's Day. Um, this is really just a conversation where we are talking um about what international women's day means for for us as the women of digify africa um for those who don't know digify africa is uh, 75% uh, women women staff and our leadership team is made up of 85% women, you know, so for us um, and, and, and black women, which is really, really important when we are now talking about the tech space. So this day is one that is really, really important for us. We run various programs and in all of our programs, um, as Florence has said, we're always looking for um, ways to really equip young Africans and especially Um, young women as well. So please do check out um, our websites and our social media for the various programs that we that we have running. Um, It's really amazing to see what is possible with tech and with digital skills. As I move on to nearing the end of our conversation, I'm going to bring it back to the I choose to challenge um, theme that we that we have on um, this 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 year's International Women's Day. Um, And my question is, twofold, you know, um, globally and just within the world, what are the things that we really need to be challenging and then to bring it closer to home, to then say with you, what would you say is the one thing that you are choosing to challenge um, from this year's International Women's Day right up till till next year. So something that you are in control of that you can challenge, that you can change within your life. Um, So Celestine, I think I'll start with you.
2: Okay, um, so internationally, I think for me, um, uh, uh, Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala has made us proud as African women uh, to be at the helm of the WTO after such a fierce fight, yeah? So mm. she's kind of like inspired many of us who are from the older generation, uh, according to my kids. And um, what I choose to challenge going forward, these gender stereotypes, and also supporting more females in my networks, uh, uplifting them, uh, sharing any information on any resource that I know that will uplift any woman that I can reach or who has access to me and I have access to them.
1: Beautiful, amazing challenge that I think um, many of us can also take on, you know, just around supporting the networks that you have, being able to lean on each other, being able to push each other forward as well. Amazing to see. And I think women really have a great way of, um, of doing that. Kine, for you?
0: Um, so on the global landscape, um, for me, it's gender equality, very big um, and gender-based violence. Um, gender equality because till today, especially in the tech space and actually in almost all the industries, women still get paid less than men, like there is that pay gap. And yet it has shown that when the woman actually gets um, an, an, an income, the entire family eats, the, fa- the family and the extended family. You know, So for me, it's that equality to, to get us in the same playing field when it comes to the pay gap um, on the international stage. And then um, what I choose to challenge is the stereotype around feminism. Um, it's usually seen as a threat but it really is rather a, a voice, you know, to, to steer forward to gender, equ- uh, gender equality in the workplace and at home. So that's the stereotype that I would like to um, challenge as we, we go through these years, yeah. Said like a true
1: fierce feminist. <laughs> Florence, for you, what, what are you choosing to challenge this year? So I would
3: challenge the status quo by doing my best to contribute to increasing the representation of women in tech, by active involvement in capacity development, in mentoring, in creating opportunities for connection, for being able to inspire and to help to grow women across fields. Sorry I'm having compliment. So, and this I will do in every way that I can in my daily life. This is my, this is my promise and what I my ask for myself. I will do this every, every way that I can and um, to ensure that I'm doing my best to help to basically balance the gap that we have, the gender gap, the pay gap and, and skills gap.
1: Mm. Amazing, amazing. So I mean, it'll be really great to see more and more women coming through and graduating from the programs um, yeah, that we are running in, in Nigeria, in Kenya, and, and in South Africa. I'm going to jump on over to the comment section on, uh, on our Facebook Live, because we've got a question coming through here from Luleka Mossi, who says, can I ask about women's, health in, women's mental health in the workspace? because I don't think enough has been said or enough has been done to crack the glass ceiling, but also not letting it break us in the process. Ooh, so, so true. Um, I don't know who wants to take that up, who wants to speak just about your experience about, you know, the way I really feel like workplaces aren't de- designed for women, you know? Um, and that's what I'm enjoying about um, Digify Africa and being able to work in a company like this where we understand that we are um, driven by women, so there's things that we have to change about the way work looks like in order for that to happen. Um, But maybe just reflecting on on, on your own personal um, careers, you know, professional careers, have have you found that there is much attention paid to the mental health of women um, within workspaces? Probably I'll start uh, uh,
2: uh, <laughs> and leave the rest to, to, to put their thoughts on that. Um, I believe of late people have realized that um, uh, mental health, especially for women, and even for the whole uh, people engaged in the, in the workplace is very vital. And this has been more clear, especially uh, past the, pan- post the pandemic, uh, that people realize that small things that even uh, like, um, and uh, a a salary cut or unstable income has really affected both men and women, but women more because upon probably the financial stress that women have experienced, they've also experienced uh, um, uh, tension in the home and it's really affected their mental health. So it's um, it's no longer looked down upon for women to cry out when they are in crisis or even reaching out to other women where they know that oh, I can be helped in this. Like there's a group in Kenya um, called Usikimie that was mostly dealing with abused women or women uh, who've had uh, uh, emotional abuse. And what has come out of it is that it's not only women who are are facing that, men are also facing that. And apart from that, there's been rising mental uh, mental health cases that women have come out uh, to, 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 to at least try and be addressed So most of their services have looked towards the psychiatric side and people have come to understand that mental health is is very important for for women also to be able to operate holistically or to be able to deliver both in the home front and and in the workspace. Um, So I, I, I have come to see that people are more understanding when it comes to you telling someone that I am not mentally capable of dealing with this solution now. Give me some time, but I will get back to it. This is something that's been more acceptable now when it was not acceptable before COVID for someone even to understand that mentally you're not ready.
1: Mm. Kineilwe, you wanted to jump in?
0: Um, yes, Yo, you look like a good question really, really hits um, a nerve. On my end you know on a personal experience it's almost like and and i'm going to speak on what has happened with my world where for a long time i've been very much afraid to take a day off because i'm mentally exhausted so there's always like that thing that you know no you can push an extra week you can push you know like don't take this day off here because there's a public holiday coming on that day but forgetting that on that public holiday you're going to be dealing with the family and you're going to be so busy um so that that element of mental health and learning to actually take care of yourself like Celestine is saying it's only now that you can actually take a day off and say listen I'm suffering with anxiety and I need time off to just gather myself towards myself and then when it comes to the glass ceiling oh I've got stories how long do we have (laughs) (laughs) let me tell you um there is a fear of being termed the Aggressive black woman there 's usually a b word attached attached to that you know because people who who really like um, are, are pushing for their um, positions at the at the job and they're really really passionate about the work they do um, and the moment that they you know they fight back or not necessarily fight back but they become very vocal about what it is instead of them being deemed as women who are passionate and women who absolutely love their jobs and they really want to be successful. Um, they just term you as aggressive, you know. Um, And it it truly is such a derogatory term, I feel, uh, especially as a Black woman in a professional space. The moment you call me aggressive, it's just like, whoa, why? Why can't you call me passionate? If a man responded to you in the same way, you know, you'd be like, oh, man, wait again, or yo, you know, that one. Like, yeah, when he speaks, I hear him, you know, because he speaks with so much passion. But when you're a woman, all of a sudden, it's yeah. not not deemed as bad, so I feel like that is um that glass ceiling and and why people generally I suppose do not want to actually um raise the woman up into different levels and in different management levels, um but yeah it, it is difficult because you feel like you have to fight and in that fight that's how you get exhausted and that's how your mental health suffers you know mm-hmm. uh, and that's I guess the term that you like what actually breaks you because you're trying to break this glass ceiling but no one is actually hearing you. Mm. Florence um, you've, you've had um, the
1: experience of working in, in various companies you know and what would you say I mean your view of it is um, our workspaces designed for women have you found yourself fighting um, to break that uh, that glass ceiling and have you found that at times it it fights back and it breaks you you know?
3: Yeah so I would say Well, if it comes to the space in Nigeria, there's a long way to still go. Like you can count the companies that make room for the woman, you know, on your fingertips really. And then mental health, again, where in this environment, I I, I would say you're way farther in SA than Nigeria, as per mental health, mental health is still a taboo topic. So where is the taboo topic and going to see a shrink is like uh, the more related to like madness. You would not want to even talk about it, you know? So a lot of people just hold a lot of things in. So I, I envisage and aspire to a situation where we'll get to that point in Nigeria where businesses are more aware of that. Individuals do not feel shame being, being able to say, Hey, I'm mentally, Tired. Then on the other side, we also still need to talk about the, even the physical well being of women. You know, physical well being, because it, before you hit menopause, you go through your monthly cycle, but you still have to come to work. You have to, uh, you know, think of your kids when, when, you know, if you're like pregnancy and all those things. And you're still doing all that in addition to all your work. So we have to make sure that the message is out there that it's all right to make sure you're taking care of yourself eating well, exercising, and of course, the mental health.
1: Mm. Sure, and yeah, we really, I think this is like a whole topic on its own, you know, just about um, women learning or reminding ourselves that it's actually okay to take care of ourselves um, and that we really, really need to, you know, because I think a lot of the time, and I think Celestine, you had spoken about this, is that we are caring for families, you know, um, but that. That won't work out so well if we don't take care of ourselves first, you know. So I think that that's something that's that's really important, and that that spills into the workplaces that we then also have, you know. Um, I've I've really enjoyed seeing how we are actively as Digify Africa engaged in the conversation around how do we build healthier workspaces, you know. Um, And that has a lot to do with, you know, just the structure and what's happening, but even when we were in a physical office, you know, just questions around, okay, we have women who are coming back from maternity leave and we don't have any feeding stations, you know, because you can tell that probably a man designed the space, you know, and when we think about offices. No one really thinks that actually there needs to be a very private room, you know, for for women to be able to to do this, which is why I think it's really important for women to get into um, all of the fields, you know, so even when it comes to designing spaces, the more women we have um, working in those careers, the more spaces we will have that are designed specifically for for women, you know, Um, so big up to all of you on the work that you're doing and making sure that we are getting more young, young women into the space. There's another question coming through from Facebook. It says, um, how can women support each other in getting rid of the mentality that says, women are emotional, therefore can't lead? Hmm. I'll, I, I can start with this one um, because, <laughs> If there's anything that my team knows is that I'm very much in my feels, touchy, touchy touchy-feely, you know, and I remember there was a moment in South Africa uh, where a woman had been um, raped and murdered in a a post office, you know, Um, and that moment was a very heavy moment for me because it was just another reminder of how we are not safe anywhere, not even when you're going to the post office, you know? And I remember coming into work and it was a Monday morning and I was leading the Monday morning meeting and something in me just like, just broke. It was like, you know what? We're not gonna have a regular meeting like women aren't dying every day, you know? Um, I can't look at the faces of my colleagues and ignore the fact that we are all scared, you know? We literally all come to work, you know, afraid. and I took that moment to really open up. There were tears. There were many tears, you know. Uh, but I think it's important for um, a COO of a company to feel like it's okay. I didn't lose anything in that moment when I I, I became vulnerable enough to actually be like. I'm not okay, you know? Um, If anything, I think I felt closer to to the team, you know, and you get to actually know each other on a genuine level, you know? So I think it's also about those of us who are in the positions that we're in to not shy away from it when it comes, you know? Um, And then I guess for everybody else to change the way or to question the way that you respond to that, you know? So when someone is being emotional, it is also up to you to change your view of that, to say that this emotion doesn't take away from the power of what someone is saying, you know, or from, from, from the power of their position. Um, that's my view. Uh, any of the ladies, would you like to add onto, onto um, that? How do we do away with the view that because you are emotional, you cannot lead?
3: Yes, so I'd like to speak to that. Uh, besides being emotional, I think it's we need to know as women that it's all right to be feminine and still be a leader, like a kick-ass leader. So whether you're wearing your dress or you just feel uh, be- beautiful and come to work, beauty and brains. But also remembering that, like I always tell the my the young uh, ladies I'm mentoring, that dress as you would want to be addressed. So we have to also be very conscious that there's that perception. So there's nothing wrong in wearing your dress, there's nothing wrong in wearing your heels, but make sure you also have your content. Because once you you have your, you know the experience and skills, you will be respected in the workplace. You know, And so it's, it's all right to be feminine. It's all right to be feminine and uh, it's all right to shed a tear. You know, we b- bring something to the table. So in, in a, a, a workspace that is all male, and a workspace that is 50-50, you'd see that the lady brings a different kind of, a different viewpoint, point of view to whether it's idea generation and uh, whether it's in decision-making, we bring something to the table. There is a reason why half of the world is male and half of the world is female. So where you don't have that balance, you're going to have a lot of issues so l- let's wear that badge of being a woman, being a girl with, you know, as much pride as possible. And it starts with us. If we are showing that we can do anything, those coming behind us see us and they're encouraged.
1: Mm. And, you know, also just this notion like men are emotional too, you know, I think that maybe they That's just show, not to them- show it yeah I mean I mean aggression is an emotion as well you know <laughs> but when when men are aggressive, when they're angry when they when they bring that to the table, we don't see it in the same way, we don't see it as an emotion, you know, so I think even just just that on its own, men are emotional
0: too anyway, can yeah. that? <laughs> <laughs> burning, burning, burning burning thing um about women being emotional, which is why I mentioned it earlier that you know they see you and they think that you are the aggressive black woman like such a for anything and one thing is for sure and i'm just going to touch on what um florence had said right at the end is that representation matters a hundred and i don't know i don't know i can't understand how how I mean, important kind of this notion show.
1: like men are emotional too you know
0: I- yeah <laughs> oh yeah sorry i was like huh <laughs> And when I think about representation matters and a woman who leads with emotion and is doing absolutely brilliantly at it, it's the president of New Zealand, um, Jacinda, uh, now I can't remember her surname, but Jucinda is a president who leads with emotion. If you guys remember, there was that time where there was a, a mass shooting and she literally went to, this, uh, to, the, to the little town and she cried you know, and she cried right there in front of everybody showing that raw emotion to say, this is not normal. People shouldn't be going to church and getting shot. At you know, um, it takes, I think once we, we start seeing more of that, of women being, um, being within the emotions, but leading exceptionally well, um, that is kind of like one of the ways that we can support and move away from that mindset that being emotional means that you can't be a leader. No, being emotional is what makes you the best leader. You know, it, it brings in when you know that okay, there are times where you have to be hard, but there are times where you can be sympathetic. There are times where you have empathy. There are times for everything, and there are times for all emotions because humans are not one. We're not like one thing; we are many things. Um, so I think yeah, that is a woman thing. It's a way. It's its representation is what is going to definitely lead us out of that mindset. The more we see women in these leadership um, positions, the more we see. Um, the CEO of Microsoft South Africa, Lillian Barnard. You know, the more we see people like that, um, you know, leading and leading with emotion, then it will be less of a taboo for you to actually cry or express your happiness in a different way. Cause I, yeah, mm-hmm. I cry when I'm happy too.
1: <laughs> Bring on the tears.
2: All, the, all of them. <laughs> you, 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 you all summed up this emotion thing very well. Uh, my take is that, um, women are very empathetic and empathy comes out of the emotions that they have. And going forward, what we've realized, especially even when it comes to econo- economic, um, uh, economic downfall due to probably the pandemic, what has worked is that empathy and that emotional connection where people or, or leaders have connected with, uh, with, the, with the communities or the masses mm-hmm. through empathy and that's emotion. So for me, I think emotion is uh, empathy is the new is a new data uh, that will give you free data whenever you need it, especially if you're in sales, and that's what people are being told, and that stems out to that we that that um, the woman uh, asset that they have that comes emotionally because we relate, we talk with stories, and those stories come from emotion.
1: Mm. Oh, lovely, man. Um, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it up and just ask us to just reflect on some key takeaways um, that we are leaving this conversation with. Um, and I can go first. And then um, there's a lovely comment that I want to close off with um, when, we, when we end this. Um, but yeah, I think for me, what I'm taking away from this conversation is just that the more women we have taking up space. Um, Then the easier this conversation becomes, you know, the more women who um, reach positions of power and don't feel the need to change anything about them, you know, is really where we start to to shift the needle a bit, you know, Um, and for us to, yeah, view what it is that we bring to the table, our femininity as a strength actually in the workplace, you know, it doesn't make us any weaker, you know, it actually makes us stronger. Kineilwe,
0: some parting words on your side? Um, Definitely what I take from this conversation um, is just that aspect of us unlearning um, some of the things that have been, some of the stereotypes that have obviously been brought upon us as we're growing up. So just going on that journey of unlearning and understanding that, you know, being a woman is such an, an important commodity actually for yourself. Um, and then the, the other element is that, you know, just supporting through helping ladies. I love what Celestine and Florence have been doing and, you know, sharing their knowledge with the younger generation. I'm um, sharing, um, you know, like the, the free training online that Celestine was talking about. Those type of elements, they seem small, but they really are that big uh, when it comes to actually uplifting the women in, in, yeah, in our communities. Mm-hmm. Florence? Um, I just, everything that
3: has been said today, I want us to just leave here, including those that have watched us on Facebook live and those that are our mentees that we should be able to practicalize it over the next 12 months, actually take action, do something Mm. might just be one thing you do between now and then or 10 things, but in 12 months time, look back on International Women's Day and be able to say, yes, I did this. I chose to you know, take up the challenge and I've done this. I've made the difference in my own little way. Let's not just speak it, but let us also do it.
2: I, I think for me, it's um, we should always celebrate each other and we should always hold each other and uplift each other and help each other as women
1: beautiful beautiful um and 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 i see the comments are coming through here as well and as we're talking about um emotion i must get emotional reading this because it's just it's some really some really great feedback we're getting here so Susanna says uh, thank you so much for this conversation it's just what i needed to celebrate my womanhood uh luleka says this this discussion has been great ladies thank you so much i feel like i have a lot to think about and so much unpacking to do and as um, Florence has um, challenged us as well to 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 take it beyond sort of like the thinking and the unpacking and interaction, you know, what exactly are are, are we going to do about it? Um, Norma definitely says uh, the 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 challenge has been accepted, be uh, so woman, she's you know, she's taking that on. Um, I now lost the comment I wanted to read, and it was such a nice one. Okay, cool. I'm gonna find it right here so this is the comment that i wanted to close off with um and this is coming through from tina shabalala and it says i choose to challenge the acceptance of women in the workplace yes i am a woman yes i am emotional yes i am strong and smart and beautiful that does not make my skills any less but it does make it a thousand times better and with that from all of the women at Digify Africa, we would like to wish everyone a happy International Women's Day. Thank you, Florence, Kinelue, and Celestine uh, for joining me in, in, in today's conversation. Thank you for all of the work that you do as well um, in, in, in everything that we've spoken about today, You know, and I think really in opening up spaces for young women to, to, to be empowered um, and to really change the world. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you to everybody who has joined us um, on, on, on the Facebook Live and for all of the comments that have come through. Sebo says, um, happy Women's Day, enjoyed this. Um, there's another comment from Noma that's saying, um, the discussion has been so eye-opening, thank you. Now I'm stuck asking myself, how do we deal with the consequences of vulnerability in the workspace? And I love that topic so much that I really am going to speak to the team to see how we can have this conversation and how we can have it going on. Because I think another thing that irks me is when we do things just because it's Women's Day and then we forget tomorrow to talk about the issues that are really important to, to us as women. So um, I choose to make sure that we are going to continue this conversation about women in the workspace because there's so much to unpack in it, and it is so important as more and more women. um, join the workspace as well, and as we define what workspaces look like um, and to design them for for us, so thank you, thank you very much to everyone who has joined Um, have a lovely afternoon.